0: a lot lately of uh of the school i was going to as a kid and i'm trying to think of those things because the older i get the less i can remember them but um i remember the first school i went to was um it was a big town and the school was really new it was a new part of town as well the school was maybe three four years old it was high tech it was pristine it was gigantic i mean the classrooms were huge i know i was a little person but you had so much space in these classrooms it was so cool Uh, But then I was eight or nine years old. My dad was transferred to um, a different part of the province, an older town, which means an older school and a small school. The classrooms were really tiny. We were 30 kids and packed. In these classrooms, the chairs and desks were falling apart. The blackboard, which was actually a blackboard compared to the green one that I had at my newer school, was cracked from top to bottom. And I'm not crapping on on old things. I'm just saying for an eight-year-old kid, it was a stark contrast to go through. But there was a silver lining for me. Uh, My mom was often sick when I was a kid. and She was, most of my youth, she was bedridden. And, um... To, to help her out my dad bought her uh, a huge collection of old books. Old in the sense that uh, the classics, Jules Vernes and uh Alexandre Dumas, my mom would start reading the book to me and as soon as I was able to, she would make me read them back to her. So by the time I was nine, ten years old I had read The Three Musketeers. We had three huge volumes of the Three Musketeers. I read them all myself. And then I went to this old school, walked into the library, and it was an old library, and you had the smell of old books, and to me that was fantastic. That was worth the move to this old town, to these people I didn't know, to this small school that was falling apart. It was worth it just for the old library. I was in heaven, and it was this book. I don't remember why, in which circumstances, I ended up putting my hands on this book, but I picked up the book for some reason. Something fell out of it. It was an old computer punch card. <laughs> it was a 1957 book. By the time that I was in school in the early 1980s, punch cards didn't exist anymore, but still, it was just the early 80s. We still knew what it was. And it came with a message that says, You have to read the message on this punch card on your computer. Your world is. And then you have to know why you can stop it, only you. And I thought, oh, my God, that's so clever. I have to read this. And I did. The book was called uh, The Black Cloud by Fred Hoyle. Fred was a, an astronomer, a noted astronomer. He's uh, the one who coined the term the Big Bang Theory which, ironically, he rejected in favor of his own steady-state theory. I'm not going to get into that. Please go on Wikipedia. It is interesting stuff. Uh, But Fred would often dabble into fiction in order to expand on his own views, on his own scientific position. The book is about a black, gaseous cloud, a huge space cloud that moves into the solar system and positions itself all around the sun, which effectively wreaks havoc on the earth and people start dying by the millions, until the uh, principal characters of the book figure out that this thing must be intelligent and figure out a way to communicate with it. And when they do, then they convince the cloud to move itself a little bit so that the earth can have sunlight, and then they start conversing with it. First thing they do is ask, who are you, where do you come from, how old are you? And the cloud responds, I'm always in the sense that it never had a beginning, it will never have an end, it always existed. It's an eternal entity. And I almost blew an aneurysm at that concept, which is ironic, again, because I did blew an aneurysm later on, a few years later. Long story, let's go back to the book. I almost blew an aneurysm because I couldn't wrap my head around the concept of something that doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have an end. Something that is always. Night sweats that I had, I remember vividly for weeks. Nightmares, night sweats, waking up in terror because I couldn't understand that concept. And I still don't, to be perfectly honest with you. I try not to think about it and just enjoy life as it is, but for a long time I was studying time. And what came out of it for me, what I managed to understand, is perception of time rather than time itself. Perception as in, well, I used to make a joke that a weekend goes by in 10 seconds versus a work week that goes by in a month. But to me, that's how I was able to to understand that concept, that principle. But um, the concept of such a long time, so long that it never really started, I, I still have a problem with that, and somehow this year 2020 if you're listening from the far future hello but here in 2020 it's been a long year (laughs) something happened look it up um and everything that's happened so far this year has brought me back to this time to this feeling i had when i was a kid of discovering that maybe some things don't have a beginning and an end some things are eternal and I cracked the book open because, yes, I still have the book. So sue me, I was eight freaking years old. I still have the book cracked open. And I figured maybe it's time to um, to uh, do a little bit of an After Midnight about it. Face uh, the Beast and do a show about Long Time. I, I already had that concept prepared. I had about 30 topics prepared already that I have songs for already. I just can never figure out which one I'm going to choose, so usually a few days before it's time to post it, I'm going to go rock, paper, scissors, okay, it's this one, let's record this week. Uh, it's been a long time coming, about eight weeks that I've been thinking about doing this show, and this is it, The show is about long time. Welcome after midnight, my name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada, I'm a night shift worker, well, I'm an evening shift worker now because of everything that's been going on because during the day I take care of my two teenagers who are both severely autistic. Leaves me very little time for myself, and to keep my sanity, I do this, podcasting, because talking to yourself when you record it is not insane. Hmm. Go figure. Every week I play five songs related to one specific topic. This week, as I said, the topic is long time, and we started it out with Blondie. Yes, that was Blondie, but not old Blondie. Well, old Blondie, as in, they're old now. And this was from a couple of years ago. The song is called Long Time from the album Pollinator from 2017. You can hear in the uh, in the music that Debbie Harry is no longer 20, but she still she has that verve in her voice. At, at least I still recognize it. Blondie, they always did what they wanted to do. They did their thing. That was punk. People were expecting them to do everything that they had done before bare-bones, rock, punk song, be-like, uh, the Sex Pistols. But no, they decided, no, we're going to go in that direction now, and if you don't like it, well, don't follow us. But people did follow them, because they're punk, because they did what they wanted to do. You're not a rebel if you do everything that everybody does. I'm going to get tattoo because it's going to make me look tough. No, it doesn't, because everybody does that. If all your friends get tattoos, and you say, you know what, I don't like them, I don't want to get tattoos, well, then you're a freaking rebel, my friend. And that's what Blondie is. That's why I love them so much. They are punk. They are rebel. They did their own thing. And my own thing right now is to play the next two songs. Thank you for being back with me. Enjoy. Here we go!
1: contact information so I can form this stupid league like two hours I started thinking about the rest of my life I found myself just looking out for trouble and strife someone with whom i spent spend the rest of my days but if I ever said I wasn't setting my way
0: I mentioned how perception of time will be so different for each person that even time itself will then be different, here's a great example, maybe a vulgar one, but bear with me folks a minute. This podcast that you're listening to is usually about 30-40 to 40 minutes long. At least to listen to. For me, it's three hours of researching, of recording, of writing, scripting, looking for guests, doing the artwork, posting online... Checking out the stats, everything that I have to do in a week for one thirty to forty minutes episode is at least three hours of work, which is not really work. it's fun. I blow off steam, I manage my stress that way, I lower my anxiety, which means that at the end of the line, maybe I'll get ten more years of life from having blown up steam every week on these three hours, which is basically just thirty minutes of a podcast. For you, the listener, if you hate that podcast, if it grates your ears, then these 30 minutes will be like 10 hours of torture. And then for the next 12 hours, you'll be feeling morose, depressed, in a bad mood because of those 30 minutes that you spent with me. On the other hand, if you're commuting, you're working, you're driving, and you're having fun with me, because I'm going to brag about this, but a mental health worker recently told me that my show is fun! So these 30 minutes that you spend with me, maybe, will breeze along in no time because of moi. Just like this song that you just heard. It's (laughs) Sloan, uh, a Canadian band. I played them last year, I talked about it at length, so I will be quick this time. It's from their seventh album in 2003. It was their attempt to pierce the American market so for the occasion, they tried to do something a little bit more commercial. Usually their songs were more challenging, a lot more arrangements, maybe darker and longer, that's for sure. And a lot more songs. One of their albums was called Never Seen the End of It. And there was like 30 tracks on it. This one was a regular length album with regular radio friendly song, something maybe easier for the American market to get into which they didn't. It was a huge failure in the US, but here in Canada, it was a big hit. And yes, it may be cheesy, it may be bon-bon music, but I like it. I like listening to it. When I drive, for me, it's fun. It makes the drive go smoother, go faster. That's exactly what I was talking about. Perception of time music like this helps it out for me, makes it go faster. Before that, um, speaking of perception of time, wow. My daughter and I, I mentioned it often, we, uh, we share musical taste. She's autistic, severely autistic, nonverbal. She always has her iPad in her hands and when I prepare the show, when I listen to music, she's often going to watch over my shoulder and look at what I'm I'm listening to. If she likes it, she's gonna check the title, type it on her iPad and listen to it. And the opposite is just as well. She introduced me to so much stuff that I didn't know of that sometimes I'm just gonna just look a little bit on her iPad and go, wow, what is this? This is one of those songs and I was listening to it, and my god, this guy must be a superstar! He's not. His name is David Herring. He calls himself Lovecat. He's from Vienna. He's uh, an electropop musician. This was from his first album in 2016. I looked it up online on YouTube. The official video is on the account of the uh, the record company called FedEx Record, a European company. They have about 500 subscribers. The whole record company has 500 subscribers on YouTube. This video has just about 2,500 views, less than 3,000 views. And I'm looking at it right now, it has exactly 30 likes. I've checked David's own YouTube page, there's a handful of videos in there, he has 13 subscribers. That just (laughs) baffles me that a guy who's so talented has no one following him. I looked him up on different site last FM, he has maybe 30 listens. I just... wow. So I, I'm gonna ask you to favor, please go on YouTube, look up Fabric Records or the song itself. It's called Song for Eternity by Lovecat featuring Jill Possible, who's a nice little vocalist. I really like her. Please give the video a listen, 10 listens, 100 listens if you have time to. Give it a like. If you're not going to subscribe, at least give it a like. And then let me know about it on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere. Let me know so I can go to David and say, hey, you know those 50 lessons more you had in one week? That's me. I made that for you, so please come on my show. I can't pay you, but come on my show. We'll have some fun. (laughs) Speaking of having some fun, I'm going to stop talking now. You are welcome. And let's go with the next two songs. Enjoy.
2: Put all together, take a walk with me Girl, we are so perfect, baby, you and me All I, all I wanna do is spend a little time Your loving is so special, it keeps you in my mind Something about I love girl is better forever Nothing like no other, let's keep this together Me and you just feels right, everyday is still bright. Baby, keep it coming and I love you long time
1: big trouble and we have no choice but to punish you but no dinner for one thousand years One thousand? we would never starve you but you will lose your tv privileges for one thousand years
0: guests that I have lined up for soon, hopefully for soon, we'll find time to to record and have it in your ears as soon as possible, um, is a uh, mental health and sex um, therapist. I was going to say sex worker. I'm so sorry, Erica. That's not what she is. Mental health and sex therapist. And we discussed what her topic should be when she comes on with her five songs. She suggested, among other things, songs to have sex to. And as soon as she said it, my mind went straight to that song you just heard. It's from Groove Armada. Yeah, that name's familiar, right? It's from their 2002 album, Lovebox. The vocalist was an outside collaboration. His name is Richie Havens. If you don't quite place it, he was the opening act for the original Woodstock. Yeah, placing now, right? He uh, sadly passed away in 2013, but he's one of those people who is eternal. Such a legend. Just listen to his voice. Listen to his passion. He is going to live forever through songs like this one. And yeah, it really is a song that I would like to getting it on. to. If you plan on getting it on soon, please put that song on and let me know how it went. I don't want a details, really. It's just, is it good or not to do it? Because I think it is. My mind went straight to that. Before that, <laughs> uh, was oh, well, the Black Eyed Peas. I, I really don't have much to say about that song. Again, my daughter introduced me to that song. She's a huge fan of Black Eyed Peas. She listens to their music almost every day. It's a different song every day. She loves them. I, I, I don't have anything against them. I'm just not a huge fan. But this one, I, I've heard it in the background so much that when I started putting... Ah, to get a set list for this episode, the song just kept popping in my mind. Long time, long time, long time, just kept popping in, and I said, "Well, you know, my daughter is going to listen to my show one of these days, so let's just put it in for her." And there it is. You had the black eyed peas long time in your ears because of my daughter. <laughs> Thank you so much for being back again with me this week. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as I had recording it. I will be uh, leaving you with one final song, but before I do, please again, I'm going to ask you. Beg you to go visit David Herring's um, YouTube video, "Song for Eternity" by Lovecat. Please give it a like and let me know that you did. Please, 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 please. That guy should be a superstar. <sighs> Last song, um, I had Pam Ham, my friend Pam, uh, recently with her Latino song. It, it inspired me to maybe try and play a little bit more of the music from my immediate neighborhood woods from Quebec, songs in French. Uh, Because I I realized by listening to her song, I realized or remembered that the language doesn't matter. The song is the language. Music is a language. Yes, that's poetic. Completely. The song is called Air de Glace, which means Ice Age. A guy named Daniel Bélanger, he's one of Quebec's uh, most beloved artists. He started out in the 1990s doing some folk rock, some smooth folk rock. But then something happened later on, he veered into more country music, and he lost me during that period. But recently, he came back to his roots with a little bit of electropop added to it. And This was in um, 2016. It was his uh, 11th album that he came out with, and it was the best-selling album of the year in Quebec. He won a bunch of awards, and I do like that song very, very much. That is the full potential of Daniel. And I hope he keeps doing stuff like that because it is fan-freaking-tastic. Thanking you once again for being with me throughout all of this and hoping to see you next week with hopefully a guest. This is Daniel Belanger with Air de Glass. My name is Anthony from After Midnight. Have a nice week.
1: C'est la même chose. Ça chercher le pire de moi. Je n'ai plus d'empathie ni d'une patience. Je me replie On se protège comme on peut. De la ligne food
2: Kiss your mother goodbye?